Hello everyone, Mr. Scissors here, and welcome back to the Lancaster Podcast, Strategic Scissors. The current week is June 18th to the 25th, and this podcast is going to be going over uh, what units are going to be coming up to be summoned, as well as an analysis of meta and what you can expect in Season 4 Apex. The current banners are the Song of Might and Magic, featuring Betty and Shelfaniel. I covered these units in my previous podcast episode, if you'd like to check it out. And the other banner is the Origins of Light Destiny banner, featuring Illustrial, Young Jessica, and Die Hard. All of these units are pretty good and from the Origin of Light faction, or at least they're useful. Illustrial is very well known as a strong archer unit in both player versus player and player versus enemy content. Now, her unique item is really what makes her shine. She has the ability to penetrate guard. This is incredible in PvP. And if you're a big dum-dum like me in PvE, and you attack a unit and their tank from two blocks away that you didn't see because, like I said, you're a big dum-dum, uh, <laughs> that won't happen anymore because you, you, you have her item. Young Jessica? Kind of similar, except what she does is she has an artillery form that the farther away you are from a unit, the more damage she does. And in her other form, she gets extra range. Now, Die Hard, or Die Harto, if you're my good guy Nitro, has a different kind of uh, thing. His most useful feature is that he's kind of a, uh, a bond unlocker. So if you play, I think it's Tiaris is at least one of them, who is a very popular meta healer, uh, you know, you, you might want Diehard to unlock some of these bonds. If you look up Kong on YouTube, he has a fantastic series called Should You Summon. I highly recommend you check it out. He goes much deeper into detail about each of these units and, you know, if you should summon them. Check it out. I'd really like to go over Season 4 Apex Arena and what meta boxes and meta units you can expect. But before I even do that, I'd really like to go over the word meta. You know, what does it mean? You might see it thrown around a lot, but not really understand what meta refers to. And at least the context of Langrisser, I like to think that meta is a comparison of a play rate versus a success rate. So a, a common box in high rank would be considered meta. The more units you see that are similar would be what is the meta part about it. So that's not saying that off meta boxes are bad. That's just saying that you maybe when you design your box, you don't plan to cover every ground because you're probably not going to encounter that one person that has that weird, crazy build that you weren't anticipating. Uh, it's better to build for the 40 matches in a row that you're going to probably encounter of meta boxes. The next thing is if you're kind of newer and you're starting to build your your Apex box, there's a couple of tips you will you will get. And I'm I'm just gonna start right from the beginning and bring up the tier list that Dango uses when he goes to explain the the popular boxes in China. Or rather, the ones that saw the most success. Now, the main thing you want to do is there, there's two. I'm lying to you. There's two things. The first one is having a solid game plan. And the second one, they kind of tie together, is planning your box around one of two tanks. So, you want to kind of build a box that either kills Landius or kills Juggler, because these are the two most common tanks you're probably going to encounter in Apex. 
most of the times you'll be directed to counter Landius, as a lot of units can actually beat him. He, it's not that he has any kind of weakness or anything, or that he's the weaker of the two tanks, uh, it's just that you probably have the units that are set up to defeat him. They can be a, a uh, what do you call the green, the, the green Elwyn, basically, until I can, Lancer. Uh, you build a Lancer Elwyn to disable his resurrection passive, and just one-hit KO him. Uh, and that's not saying that he's bad, because Claret, a very popular single-target damage dealer, can kill Juggler just as easily. And it's not that these are bad, it's just you want, you want to focus your game plan on a single strategy. And the second you start diverging and trying to cover all grounds is the second you start losing your game plan. And when you start losing your game plan, you're just putting it... You're putting yourself farther behind, and you're not employing the strategy that you were really trying to, to do. Now, I want to get a bit deeper into each of the three strategies, the AoE, the single target, or the rush. I'm going to start with AoE. Now, keep in mind that there are playstyles that people will do around this. So if you're starting with AoE, your objective is to keep the enemies clumped together. Now, this benefits you because you want to deal a medium or well, the most amount of damage that you can while applying debuffs to these enemies in hopes that you have one or two units that can clean them up. Traditionally, you're going to have your tank, your healer, two AoE debuffers, and one cleanup DPS. One unit that will go out there and kind of deal the final blow. If you can kill everything with your AoE units, fantastic. That's even better. Um, just sometimes that's not as likely, and once the opponent starts seeing what you're trying to do, they're going to try to counter you in the band pick phase. So, the next one is single target push. You will try to aim for a tank, a healer, and two DPS, and with that last fifth slot maybe being a flex of either a third DPS, another support, um... Most likely not another tank, but some kind of person that can help push, help that strategy. Rush Meteor operates as get some heavy hitting, generally squishier characters, and by squishy I mean low health, low defenses, to just run in and cripple as many enemy units as possible uh, by executing them with Zerida, uh, by just uh, destroying tanks as as quickly as possible. They want to try to use Estelle to get movement speed to push in as fast as they can. Iris to teleport and speed up. Like Their game plan is just the tank push single target on steroids. Whereas the single target push wants to be a bit more reserved and trying to have those two or three DPS units uh, survive as much as possible, the rush doesn't care. As long as the trade you're making is very beneficial, like if you're trading uh, a, a mediocre DPS for a tank, value. So your Zerida can just clean up the rest of the units? Incredible. There's nothing your opponent can do. Uh, it's uh, it's just, just the single target game plan to a much harsher level. Now, I'm going to go back to my box, and it's funny because I actually go against some of the recipes um, that belong here. And after I'm done explaining my box, I'll also kind of place some of the newer units that uh, we're going to be seeing, like Maya and uh, Ares. So, in my box, I currently run a two healer, sorry, two tank, three healer, and the rest DPS kind of uh, team. So, I have, I have as my two tanks, 
Landius, and Vargas. This is because Juggler is uh, currently 4-star, and he's just not as strong as what I want him to be right now. And actually, this kind of works for me. Uh, with Vargas being my team, this will make a bit more sense in a little bit. Uh, Landius being the other tank, he's the PvP all-star for tanks, um, just successful. My three healers that I use are Tiaris, uh, Wyler, and Liana. Uh, Liana with Act Again and Gospel is nasty. Uh, Tiaris with her Attack Blessing and uh, Miracle, fantastic. Uh, Wyler with his passive and his 3C ability, which allow him allows him to deal damage to himself to heal his allies. And this is something that I want to point out. I think we're going to see more Wyler, less Tiaris. Just because uh, Tiaris, her passive, triggers at the end of battle, whereas Wyler's tra uh, happens at the beginning. Yes, Wyler has to die for his passive to activate, but for his 3C uh, to use that uh, for two or three turns, that's a long time in uh, in uh, Apex Arena. Two turns? Three turns? That's, that's quite a long time. And uh, that's if he dies. Oh my goodness. And it dispels. Anyway... Uh, the main difference between Tiaris and Wyler is when the healing effect triggers. So Tiaris, when she uses her passive on the, the allies, it's at the end of combat. And Wyler, when he uses his 3-cost ability to sacrifice his health to dispel all debuffs and uh, give them a huge healing buff, that triggers at the beginning of combat. This is great when you're... Uh, when you have... Shrine Maidens that reduce damage dealt at max health. Um, there are tons of troop trainings that matter more if you have your health above a certain HP threshold. Now, when you heal at the beginning, that just means you're going to have more health going into the fight than, I mean, it's kind of obvious, than you would with, like, Tiaris, but it's it, it matters, and it matters a lot, because, you know, like I just mentioned, units uh, become stronger at certain higher health th thresholds. Just unit power is better at higher thresh uh, health thresholds. Uh, so it's it's very valuable to have at the beginning. That's why things like Ragnarok as weapons are so strong. Because they happen before the attack. They disable the Shrine Maiden passive of damage reduction because you can bring them below the HP threshold that's required. Uh, so anytime you see an ability that triggers before attack, it is very good. Um, another thing, too, is mobility. Uh, Wyler's ability to have such long range. Uh, those two things are very valuable. Uh, Tiaris has the heals on wheels, right? She's super mobile, but that's not as important. Your healer generally tends to stay back, so her mobility is kind of not worth it. Whereas uh, Deedlet, uh, one of my support units, um, having the ability to move again in enemy territory or um, the ability to cast Sea of Miracles, the, the ability that removes debuffs, uh, heals, and reduces cooldown, uh, very valuable to have. And <laughs> the fact that she can heal and deal in the same turn is unreal. I think Tiaris you're going to see fall off a little bit because she just doesn't have the uh, the powerful tools. I think she'll still be a good healer, but just uh, she won't see as much play in the future. She's like with, the, with Deedlet and uh, Rachel... And heck, even Yulia with a um, uh, what's that? What's that hammer called that heals people? Uh, gift of Eternal Life. So even a Yulia with a Gift of Eternal Life, you know, healing just by attacking. Like there's now becoming so many heal spells that Tiaris isn't as necessary. 
Miracle with the damage reduction is very strong, and I still use it to this day, but I just I, I think it's gonna fall out of PvP. Uh, so now that I've kind of covered my tanks and my healers, I'm gonna go over the support units. I kind of mentioned Deedlet, uh, kind of the outlier, because it's just a solid unit to have. Uh, the other one being Imelda. Uh, Imelda is fantastic to have on my team, not only with the fact that her 3 cost ability is coming up soon, that will deal damage to an ally and give them an insane buff of stats, but also because of the 20% damage, uh, damage increase from her passive, and her item, which negates all fixed damage. Insane. I'll, I'll come back to this in a bit once I explain my team a bit more. Uh, Rachel, because she pairs very well with Landius, and is just overall a great um, support healer or damage dealer. She can be whatever I want her to be. Um, getting into my DPS now, uh, Zerida. So I run her as well as Bozel. Bozel can be a dark faction buffer for Zerida, and, uh, which is great, or she can bring her own Obliterate. Either way, it works. Uh, she's just that picker ban assassin that I think every team really should have. And Bozel, uh, an AoE debuff monster that provides faction buff to my Bernhardt, to my Altimuller, um, and himself. Uh, just a, a solid character. I run Bernhardt, as I just mentioned who brings the Emperor faction buff. Now this is where things actually start to get really funny. So I've kind of built my team to play the Empire strategy faction by by using a bunch of characters that are huge threats. Uh, they will often ban them and I get my Emperor team that I've kind of wanted. They're the characters I have the most investment in just because I've used them to progress through the main storyline all this time. So uh, Sure, I run Lestelle. Sure, I run Bozal. Sure, I run Zerida. But, I mean, those are high bands that my opponent will pick. And if they leave me with Vargas, uh, Leon, Bernhardt, I mean, man, that, that's a that's a tanky team. And it's surprisingly more beefy than you think it is. All the while, I'm banning my opponent's magic damage because I know they're going to use it against my Vargas. Anyways, going back to my damage, you know, I have my Bernhardt. I have him with Balanced Blade to increase his AoE range. And I don't know if I'm going to keep that. It's very valuable to have that uh, healing reduction on a 2 ring, uh, which operates a little differently than like 2 span uh, spells, because it's quite a bit more distance. But uh, for the meantime, it's, it's what I'm running. And I actually run him in his alternate Brave class because of the 10% AoE reduction. And I don't know if that's the best move, but he is more tanky and I, I want that sustain. Uh, in, in the fight, and I think I might be doing it a little wrong, but uh, that's that's just the I'm, something that I'm trying out right now. Uh, I run Luna as well. The mobility that she grants from her three cost the uh, is is just so valuable. Uh, it's just you you can't beat it. Again, that's another thing I'm going to return to mobility. But Listelle is another DPS I run. Uh, I run her the HP build. I did have her on the tanky build, but. I only have one Oath of Justice, and I've now moved that to my juggler, so I don't really need to run Listelle with that Oath of Justice right now. Um, I run Ulti Muller. Uh, he is just a faction buffer and gives my Leon wings if I can get them both in a game. Uh, it's happened a couple times, but it's not that good, actually, that I've been experiencing it with. Uh, I run, like I said, Leon, and he's kind of my AoE unit right now because I run him with his three cost. Uh, now, let's take a couple steps back. Uh, first, I'm going to touch on 
the mobility. I believe that mobility in this game is one of the most underrated stats right now, and we're starting to see that pick up. Uh, the second thing is uh, Imelda. Imelda, I think, is going to be... Right now, I think she's a slept-on unit, and people are really undervaluing her. I think it'll pick up once she gets her three-cost skill bone. Um, once she gets her three-cost, she will, I think, see quite a bit more play, because the, uh, the increase to all stats, and the fact that she can give an AoE... Uh, no um, no fixed damage buff is incredible. Now, with my team, I've kind of de designed it to end up with Emperor units at the end, or strategy units at the end. So, with my box, I'm going to go over the units again. I have Ozil, Deedlet, Landius, Bernhardt, Vargas, Leon, Rachel, Luna, Altimuller, Tiaris, Imelda, Listel, Zerida, Weiler, Liana. With these units, my enemies often turn one ban my Landius, so I pick my Vargas. Now, they have the choice between picking Bozel and Listel or Bozel and uh, Zerida. That's almost always the turn two ban. If they don't, um, I, <laughs> I pick whichever they they don't pick. Um, I almost never pick Listel. I will pick I will only pick Bozel or Zerida, whichever one they leave me. Then after that, I try to aim for my Empire package, which is Bernhardt Leon, or Leon uh, Altimuller, or Leon and uh, Luna. I try to pick those. I really don't care about Rachel once I lose Landius. Uh, she doesn't really add anything to my game plan. She could give Gospel, but so does uh, Deedlet, and Deedlet, I just, I like that single target focus anymore. Uh, uh, sorry, I focus more, because I probably either have Zerida to do it um, as well, or I have Bozel to do the AoE to reduce everyone to get Deedlet to finish off. Rather than um, caring about debuffing with Rachel, uh, it's just something I really don't need. Um, but with Ultimuller, I can uh, I can just give Leon wings. Uh, I just try to get any of those four units of Luna, uh, Ultimuller, Leon, and Bozel. And Imelda steps in as, um, as kind of another buffer for uh, damage, because that, that's what this team's kind of lacking. With only Ultimuller, uh, sorry, with only Leon, Deedlet as my true DPS units, I don't really have much more than that, actually. Um, I play my Vargas as more of a DPS unit with, uh, although the Ice Enchantment is tanky, I run a lot of, like, Armor Pierce and Power Stab just to really uh, do that damage. And if I can, I'll run Cyclops if I know I'm in the, into some really mixed strategies like, um, oh, I don't know. Yeah, any kind of infantry unit, like an enemy deedlet, without unicorns, or, um... Hell, even with unicorns, why not? Um, but yeah, that's uh, that's kind of my, my core, is that I, I just try to get an empire or strategy team. And I try to use Imelda as my DPS buffer. Because uh, my units have enough stats to really deal enough, but I think as I get higher into gold, that won't be the case. So I'll have to switch it up. Now, stepping back into the, uh, the meta boxes... Um, for a second here, I just want to go over where uh, um, the all-star Ares fits in, because he's actually put between the the middle of um, a, of a single target as well as AOE, but I really think he fits anywhere. Um, as a unit that can travel insanely far, insanely fast, um, he can he can fit any style. He has the uh, a three cost ability that he pulls in people around him does an AoE attack, and uh, it, depending on a certain trigger, like if he goes through a unit, he can move again. 
So he can get in, deal AoE damage, and get out. Or if you build him infantry, uh, he can do the same thing, but he can just do a ton of damage to one unit. Uh, he really has the ability to... He just, he just does everything. Um, I know, or rather, I've been seeing less and less use of him in Chinese Season 5 right now. Not that it's any kind of competitive. I'm sure people are going to be running uh, new things that they're trying out right now. But uh, uh, not that he's been falling out of style, but he just hasn't been uh, in everyone's box. And thats I don't think that's a problem, though. Uh, he's still a, he, he's very good, and I think he'll always be very good. The ability to move three units is insane. So no matter what box you build, if you have Ares, just throw him in. Like, even as band bait, like, oh, just a good unit. He's like Season 1 Zerida. I might have already mentioned that. Um, but uh, I, I want to start, start about my, my theory craft for a new box. Uh, I, I'm pretty excited, and it's probably really bad, but uh, I'm okay with that. And it's actually going to be centered around my girl, Maya. Maya's three-cost ability says that she will dispel one buff from any ally and turn it into a buff. And any enemy, she will turn one buff into a debuff. If that unit is a demon, it turns all buffs into debuffs. And if any of your units are holy, it turns all of their debuffs into buffs. Not only that, but it also reduces the cooldowns by one turn. That's incredible to me. Uh, the fact that it gives cooldown reduction, and it can replace all all <laughs> abilities, um, sorry, all debuffs with buffs is insane. Now, it's not just I'm going to be running off Maya's uh, three-cost ability. Uh, I mean, it is, but I'm building a box around it. So... I'm just going to put in some, I think I feel that are mandatory units because they're just so powerful, my opponents are required to ban them. So I do the traditional two tank, which will be Landius Juggler, and my healers, uh, I won't really worry about just yet. I'm going to start going into some more DPS. So I'm going to be using Bozel, Bozel, sorry. And Bozel is just an AoE machine. I love him. The debuffs are insane. Uh, and then after Bozel, I will be using, here I have a little photo on my thing here. Uh, now, people have been warning me to not use Lana, but I'm going to I'm gonna build this uh, this little array here, and then go over the units. Um, and some changes that I'm going to make to it. So, in case you don't know, there is a unit coming out in the future. Her name is Licorice. She is the kind of like another Bozel where she's in the Dark Faction, so we're going to kind of assume that we have her. So this is kind of one of the builds. So Licorice would obviously take the last spot. She's an AoE machine, she debuffs, uh, she's also holy, and remember, with Maya's 3C, what we're aiming for here is we're trying to make a full holy team. And whatever we can't is kind of, they have to be good enough to not be. So we run the two tanks because they are two of the strongest tanks in the game. Um, we run Bozel because his debuffs are unmatched. Uh, we run Rachel and Lana because both of them can go holy. And Lana is a substitute that I might pull out for maybe Yulia. Um, but as I continue, uh, we run Luna because of the movement speed buff. I'm also thinking that with this, I'm going to switch her to Bo. 
because we're going to be seeing a huge influx of uh, Ares, and most likely those Ares are going to be flying. Already some of the strongest units are flying, but it'll, it'll be counters to uh, the enemy Luna that almost everyone runs. It will counter any flying units, because most of the time uh, uh, Ares uses a Steelwing Legion, uh, no matter if he's in flyer or in uh, infantry. So there will always be a bonus there. Uh, we also run Tiaris and Liana. I think I think Tiaris can also come out. Uh, I'm, I'm not too hot on her, but the attack buff is always nice. Um, the uh, I run Imelda again. Uh, these uh, she'll be another holy unit that can dispel and increase damage. So that is needed for this AOE debuff team. Uh, we have Listel, which operates as another debuff. We have Zerida. Uh, although those two aren't holy. They still can contribute uh, just a mass presence onto our opponent they need to deal with. Uh, Liana, she has that act to act again, and she's holy. Uh, Maya, actually, hilariously enough, I don't believe that Maya can hit holy. I'll come back to her in a second. But we will be switching our Yusuke to holy, and same with the Shelfeniel. She'll still be holy. The only problem with this is that I don't have like any of these units up to, uh, up to where they should be. Uh, they are, like, well, actually, the only ones that I really want to get up there are Maya, Yusuke, because he's still three-star, uh, Shelfaniel, and Ares, too. I'd like to incorporate Ares. I've thought about removing, uh, actually, even removing a tank just for Ares, uh, like, running tankless, and just going full, like, oddball healer comp. And the objective of this composition is to leave open enemy demons. Uh, because opponents have been changing uh, their Zeridas and uh, Bozels back to Demon for the additional stats they get. Um, just having that extra damage really matters the higher up you go. The uh, Listel, Listel's always Demon. If I can leave those units open, I don't care about debuffs. As long as my Maya has a Holy Ring or some kind of silencing negation, she should be okay provided she doesn't get one shot, uh, which is fine. So our goal is to let the opponent demon teams tack up, uh, and we try to give them as many demons as we can. We leave Bozel open, we leave Listel open. Zerida? No, I don't think I don't think we give them Zerida. Uh, that's that's too spooky. But um, you know those two, it's fine. We we want our opponents to have that, and we we take Imelda and Maya. Those two can easily win us the game with uh, into Listel Bozel, and those will be core units for almost every composition. Uh, like, if I bring up the tier list again, you will see that Bozel is more AoE-focused, but tons of people run him. Same thing with Lestel. Just huge units, and plus a lot of units deal um, fixed damage. So, uh, Leonhardt, who might have uh, some fixed damage. Ares with Scarlet Reaper does a lot of fixed damage. Another thing, too, these units have a lot of uh, movement control, and that is a very overlooked stat. I won't really say it's overlooked because people love seeing it with Luna, but you'll notice that a lot of my characters have short legs. Maya, Yusuke, Shelfaniel, Liana, like Yulia, these are all short-legged people, but with Luna uh, Luna 30C, they'll all have that additional movement. I mean, I probably won't get her, which is fine, but it's still a factor that I can, I can have. Now, with all my units being holy, I have to make up for that damage loss because holy units typically have higher defenses and a lower intelligence. 
So I kind of tried to have units that increase damage, be it through Imelda. Um, that's sadly pretty much it. But I'm hoping that the value of removing and placing buffs and debuffs can make up some of that shortcoming as well. Uh, this is something that I'm going to try, especially once I get Licorice, who can uh, cause terrain-altering effects. Um, I, I think that's going to start playing a bit more. I've thought about Hein, and I've discussed it in my guild, about using Hein's 3C to manipulate the battlefield to stop my opponents from uh, uh, from uh, being able to move as far. But, you know, it's my Hein just isn't good enough. It's only 4-star, I think, maybe even 5. I just haven't pulled a lot of him. Um, yeah, this is just something I'm going to be testing. Uh, I don't know how much success I'll get from it, but I'm, I'm okay with that. Um, it's just a strategy that I really want to apply um, to really try to movement control my enemies. If I had it my way, Angelina, another unit I would have, and Rene, to just push. I think push effects are insane. Any, any movement disruption is very good, be it Ares' uh, 3C. Um, who else is there? Uh, Leon's 3C, I think, is greatly undervalued, not as a DPS tool, but as a uh, disruption tool. But, yeah, any any ability that can disrupt, I think, is very strong. That's why Ares is very... Oh, no, that's not why Ares is very good. Um, Ares is good just because he can travel through units. Um, but, yeah, that's, that's the comp that I'm going to try and uh, fool around with once Licorice comes out and I get a lot of these units up to six stars. I think I really only need Yusuke, Maya, Shelfeniel, and Ares up to six. Um, it wouldn't hurt to get my Rachel up. But I'd also like to get Lambda, because Lambda has access to some really... Oh no. To some really... Um, the, my Lambda is only at three stars and no upgrades. It's bad. But um, I would really like to get her, because she has access to so many control abilities the uh, through her, um, her spells. She has movement reduction, and she does a ton of damage, which would make her a contender. So, if please, recommend to me uh, things you like, things you don't like, because I uh, I might be overlooking a unit that... Uh, I know Rainforce would also be a good, uh, a good idea, but I don't have him. I was really banking on the strategy bags, like the uh, character bundles to come out, the, the bags. So I was really banking on pulling either... Uh, the uh, Rainforce or uh, Knight of Mystery. There's Knight of Mystery I'd like to include on this team. A uh, very strong unit. Um, yeah, so uh, let me know what you think, what characters you're trying to build, uh, what any weird wonky boxes that you're trying to build. Uh, let me know. I have a YouTube, uh, X Mr. Scissors X. Um, yeah, thank you very much for tuning in, and I hope you guys have a good week.